Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host for The Plugged In Show. Focus on the family's weekly conversation about all things related to entertainment, pop culture, and technology. Thanks for joining us. Today we'll be talking about some of the biggest pop culture trends and stories from 2019. We would love for you to join the conversation as well. And speaking of that, we've gotten an email from a listener in New York named Jonathan who pointed out some interesting spiritual parallels between the rise of Skywalker and Christianity. We really appreciate hearing from you, Jonathan. Thank you. And if you would like to share some of your thoughts as well, you can always get in touch with us at team at thepluggedinshow.com. All right. Without further ado, let's dive in. Today I'm joined by Jonathan McKee. Paul A.C. Kristen Smith. And Bob Hoos. All right. I'm glad you're all with us today. And before we get into the meat of our conversation, in which we're going to look back at 2019, I want to ask sort of the polar opposite question. Mm -hmm. As we move into 2020, what movie, music, TV show, pop culture happening are you most looking forward to this year? Hmm. That's a good one. Ooh, that is a good one. I'll start out. I'll start out because something came... To mind instantly. I love when that uh, happens. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Wonder Woman, 1984. <gasps> yes. I think that's going to be. But same. But the other one that came to mind was Tenet, the uh, the the new uh, the new film from uh, Christopher Nolan. Ooh. Now I don't know if that one's going to be as family friendly, but no. <laughs> but but he always has some uh, creative things. Yeah, they did like what 15 minutes of it before Star Wars or something like that. Uh-huh. It wasn't quite that much, but it felt like a long long trailer. Yeah, and it looked very creative. Okay, I'll go next. Let's see. Um, I just recently binge watched Virgin River on Netflix. Um, which was really great. And so now I'm addicted to another show, and I'm really looking forward to the second season. And I'm sad <laughs> it's not here already. It was really depressing to uh, want to move on to season two, and it wasn't there. It's yeah. hard to, to want to binge hard, and not yeah, be able to. to I haven't, have I haven't to seen wait. that one. It's Virgin River? Yeah. It's it's very, like, romantic drama. Hallmarky. Uh-huh. All right, haters. Go ahead. My <laughs> type of show. You know, I, I now have to think of something really quick because Mr. Bob Hoos took my Oh, I'm answer. sorry. Yeah, Wonder Woman this. I was really looking forward to, but you know what? I'm going to go in another direction and, and talk about another female superhero, Black Widow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of excited awesome. to see that. I think that that'll be an interesting one. And I'm, I'm actually just sort of interested to see how the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. moves into this new stage. Well, it's another to. one that could potentially cross some boundaries for the family audience. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. obviously, Plugged In exists to help you know what those boundaries are yeah. so you can make a exactly. good decision. Man, I, I, you know, I hate to be so cliche, I mean, because it's season 18, I think. But I'm, I'm kind of excited about American Idol. Oh my god! The reason why I didn't even know it was still on TV is uh, my my youngest daughter, who lived in Tennessee, um, is moving back because uh, her husband's being deployed um, Mm. to Afghanistan, and Mm. um, she and I both love music, and we just always have a fun time. I mean, I we have memories of her when she was just you know a tween. Um, sitting and watching it together and laughing and which contestants do we like and we actually I remember we used to sit there and call and I don't call and vote anymore but we used to call and vote <laughs> and, everything. and uh, I don't think we'll be voting but we still just kind of we really like the music and for us I think it's something we look forward to that we get to do a little bit together because she's going to be moving back and hanging with 
mom and dad for a while. Oh, that's cool. Fun. Well, the show that um, my family and I have been looking forward to is a show, I think it's on NBC, Manifest, oh, which yeah. might be defined as Lost Light. Mm-hmm. There's a plane. It just started this week, I think. It disappeared. Yeah. It's back. And they, they sort of disappear for five years. And when they come back, you know, if you're on a plane that doesn't show up for five years, Weird stuff is going to happen, yeah. and well, they're trying to figure out the weird stuff. So we saw the. F- I don't know. I, I've been on some five-year flights. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a good and, and look how it turned the out food's for you. Bad. <laughs> it's a good point. Well, we're going to be reviewing it this week, so so you'll be able to look at it and, yes, and see are. whether it's suitable for decide you if it's okay for exactly. our family or not. Excellent. Well, let's move on to talk about pop culture's top movers and shakers. It's a new year, and that can only mean one thing. Lists. <laughs> lists. I mean, who doesn't have no. a list, right? We look back at the previous year, and we come up with some sort of sorting tool to decide best, worst, and whatnot. And one of the fun things we do at the Plugged In blog each year is to look back on the previous year and, and what we call the movers and shakers in pop culture. This year, uh, our very own Paul A.C. penned that blog, mm-hmm. and we're going to have some fun together looking at his picks and letting him know whether we think he got it right or whether, you know, he kind of got it wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> it's your opportunity to yes. tell me exactly I know. how yes. wrong I am. <laughs> because we never tell you that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so here's how we're going to do this. Paul made 10 picks on his blog. Um, I have cherry-picked five of them. Uh, okay, totally arbitrarily. And we're going to do something like a speed round with each one. Ooh. So oh. I'm going to tell you what Paul picked, and then we're going to talk about it. And after we go through those five, what we're going to do after that is just talk about some of our own reflections on 2019 and maybe things that didn't make Paul's list that should have. So uh, we're going to have a little bit of everything this morning. We've got people, we've got companies, and we've got aliens. So with no further ado, let's dive into that. Number one on the list this year. Alphabetically. No. Baby. Baby Yoda. Uh, Okay, what's the deal with Baby Yoda, guys? Oh, why do we care? Just cuteness factor? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's he's adorable. Yeah, I might have even said this on this very podcast, but I think that he was designed to be the cutest thing ever. Ever. I don't think anything could be cuter, right? Of course, his name really isn't Yoda. They say that they're going to reveal the the name in the next uh, season. I heard it's Boda. (laughs) Baby Boda. Baby Boda? No, I didn't hear that. I just made that up. Well, and I think, you know, cuteness, as you say, is, is pretty hard to resist. And, and yeah. it's funny just seeing celebrities that you wouldn't think necessarily gave a rip about cuteness going on and on and on about how cute Baby Yoda is. My wife, every time Baby Yoda comes on, she just goes, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one I of mean, those things. It's like well, a Pavlovian it, like, response. It's like every kid in the world has said, man... Why couldn't I get one of those for Christmas? Well, and that's the thing. They they didn't, because they wanted to keep Baby Yoda under wraps, the, the producers didn't actually get the, the model out to any toy company. So we're not going to be seeing a lot of Baby Yoda merchandise until May. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So maybe gradu- Late Christmas. graduation gifts. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> All right. So Baby Yoda, cute. Uh, you know, it may not be the, the deepest pop cultural influence, but uh, it's a reminder that, you know, when you make cute things... People pay attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so next up on our list, and we've already touched on this a little bit, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah. She's the, the highest paid female actress last year. She had a better year 
than probably all of us in this room and maybe much of our listening audience combined oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, at 56 million starring in movies obviously such as Avengers Endgame uh, but also some indie hits like Marriage Jojo Story. Rabbit and Marriage Story yeah. You never know though, Paul's a writer you know uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Well, I was really yeah. close, really <laughs> close to Scarlett. <laughs> so why do we care? Why do we why do we rank these celebrities and and their influence? What is it about Scarlett Johansson that's so compelling this year? You know, the reason why I put her on the list actually is is that that she was able to do so much. She she was able to do the Avengers thing. She had a very important role in the Avengers End Game, um, and then she does these. Very interesting, winsome roles in these in these indie hits that you mentioned. Her 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 appearance in Marriage Story was devastating. She yeah. did really well in that, and so I think that you have some. You see a lot of variety in in what she's well, done this and year, and that's the thing. It's not just this year. Her entire career has mm-hmm. been this hmm. this variety page yeah, she's uh, very where versatile. she she does so many different kinds of characters. She is not shoehorned into one given superhero or whatever right you know right yeah which i think can happen easily for an attractive female actress she's done a really good job staying away from that yeah and i mean i think that she's certainly also given empowerment a a a new face if you will yeah especially with her role as black widow jonathan well well and, and i don't think she's completely sold out a lot of actresses you know that are very attractive um, seem like they're always using that as a commodity. And I think there's times like, you know, in that marriage story, I think she just looked like a very real, you know, person. And, and she, she, you know, did it on plain acting ability. And uh, she often does that. She's, she's just good at what she does. And I, and even though she's really pretty, she can play just a normal girl. Mm-hmm. And I like that about her. Yeah. Which is amazing since she's uh, CGI generated. You know, I, we all know that. <laughs> well, speaking of CGI generation, let's move on to our next pick, which is Fortnite. Oh, man. Tell yeah. us about Fortnite. What is the deal with Fortnite, and why was it such a big deal in 2019? Oh, it's this never-ending, growing thing. You know, it's it's got, what, like 250 million subscribers or people that are that are constantly playing this game. For me, I mean, I'm a gaming person and I enjoy gaming, but uh, it's so over the top. I can't get into it and enjoy it. And 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 when I think about all these people that are that are playing this game constantly, nonstop, you talk you talk about the addictiveness of games. I yeah, think there's a yeah. there's a potential real problem here. It's interesting because Fortnite actually switched chapters or yep. or, or that type of thing. It, it, it stopped in, in uh, late this year. It, it moved from one chapter to another. And during a 48-hour period, there was just a black hole. People you were, turned it on and you saw this black hole. And people were freaking going nuts. out. <laughs> yes. Freaking out. Yeah. So I, I think that that's one of the reasons why it made the list. Yeah, I mean, it, there is in the world of youth culture, there's been nothing like it. I mean, there's other games that kids talk about, Apex Legends and this kind of stuff. But I mean, Fortnite is just the one that seems to draw 
especially young guys, in more than anything else. It's the game that parents complain about more than anything else, <laughs> that their kid will <laughs> get up Saturday morning and start playing, and all of a sudden it's bedtime Saturday night, mm. and they're still playing it, and what do I do about this? So it, it is it has definitely been unique that it is, you know, sucked in, you know, the attention of young guys more than anything has ever done before. Yeah, I mean, if you can pick something where, as a, you know, I can imagine as a kid, if I can practice this and win millions of dollars, why wouldn't I? Well, and that's, right. you know, yeah, 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 you have these tournaments where yeah. people right. literally are winning millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and so yeah. It, you know, yeah. it has obviously been a cultural phenomenon. For those who aren't aware, it's basically just. Uh, a shooter. It's not even that it's that complicated a game, but you play online versus like 50 other people and it's a last man standing kind of thing. And I know uh, with my son, who's 13, um, he kind of seemed to slowly edge out of it as the year went on. I'm not exactly sure why, other than maybe his attention span was waning, but he would get on with four or five of his friends uh, and they would form a team and play together. And so that was the one redeeming quality in my mind was that there was a an online the component. camaraderie type uh, of thing. Yeah, but yeah. obviously there's a there's a real addictive component there as well. And and so as parents, this sure. is just one of the, the things that we have to navigate these days are right. games like this one. Well let's move on to our next pick on the list. That is Lizzo. If yeah. I were Lizzo, who would I be and why would I be important? So Lizzo's Okay, I, Lizzo has a lot of, like, her music isn't super family-friendly, so let's just start there. But um, <laughs> So she's a musician. She's a mus- yeah, she's a musician. Um, but she's Typical. really, really good. I mean, she's good at what she does. Her music is super catchy. And I really enjoy, or what I've seen at least, that she's promoting, like, you know, body image for, for a lot of girls who we don't all look the same. We're not all the same size. And so I think culturally for a really long time, you've had this idea that if a girl is a certain size, it's more appropriate if she wears less. Um, but all of a sudden, if she's, you know, a little bit larger, it's not okay anymore. And so it's been really interesting to watch her stand up for herself in a culture that is really quick to tear people down and, and apart. You, you mean body positivity? Yeah, body yeah. positivity. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's an interesting you know, uh, thing we've seen in our culture. We've seen Demi Lovato and others speak out about it, and it's always yeah. like this weird mixed message. On one hand, it's this, yeah. hey, mm-hmm. we need to stand up for who we are as women, but yet then there's kind of sexualization mixed into it. At the same time, I should be able to be free to you know, do what I want. So I'm a very sexual person as well, or I'm very crass, and right. that's what happens sometimes with Lizzo as well but I think one of the fascinating things about her is this is showing also the power of social media because I mean she literally released you know her song Truth Hurts in 2017 and Mm. it didn't go anywhere until TikTok literally people heard her song on a TV show started playing it on TikTok and it kind of went viral on Mm -hmm. TikTok and all of a sudden people are like what's this song and boom it goes to the top of the charts so that's pretty phenomenal and shows you the power of social media in our culture today. Yeah, and I think it also shows just how the music world is changing. I mean, so much of it is online, so much of it is conveyed through social media. It, the the world that, that Adam and I grew up with, with, with actual records and CDs and all that sort of stuff, <laughs> yeah, it, it, just, it just doesn't really exist anymore. And no, I think yeah. that, that we will see... I still buy CDs. <laughs> You're a weirdo. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think that we'll be seeing more and more of this as, as time goes on. All right. Last on our list for the moment, Mickey Mouse. Why do we care about Mickey Mouse this year? 
Man. Oh, dude. Well, I mean, Disney I mean, they, Plus. They own the world, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they, own, the they own the whole world. <laughs> I think that, that the Mouse House in Disney has really, you know, if there was going to be a number one on this list, I think it would this be would number be one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. have, the Disney has created the top six movies this year. They have seven out mm. of the top eight. And the, the, the eighth one, the one that slid in at number seven is Spider-Man Far From Home, yeah. which which gets a little assist from Disney as well. Right. They dominated the, the movie business yeah. like none other. And we could talk about the fact that Disney Plus really was aimed at parents. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you grew up, if you grew up watching these classics, like I love yeah. Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, Mulan, all this. Now stuff. you can just watch over and over and yeah. over. Really, again, right? I can. I sat down and watched a movie all by myself. It was well, really and, exciting. And if you think about it, if there is a streaming service that's going to take down Netflix, oh yeah, it'll be Disney Plus. Yeah. yeah, because they've got all these classics that everybody loves. And we'll see, though. I mean, I think it could. I think other things can stand on their own because Disney's so far it's still very family friendly and so that's something that they're promoting that this is we're not going into r-rated territory they're staying pg-13 well and disney plus is so nice because you don't have to go and insert your vhs tape of the little mermaid (laughs) you know anymore yeah right yeah Yeah, i mean there was a time where disney played on the exclusivity i remember you know you would get these the vault limited releases Mm -hmm. of you know, yeah. where it's the fiftieth anniversary. Or, you know, fiftieth yeah. anniversary of Cinderella. Our bookcases are still filled with those. Right, as a exactly. Of fact, you know? uh, but yeah. now it's it's all there and it's all available. And in some ways, I think that's really emblematic of our age. So, in case you're wondering, the others on Paul's list that you'll want to check out in the blog are Alex Trebek, Kanye West, Daenerys Targaryen, Jesse Smollett, and Netflix CEO Reed Hastings. Okay, that's a pretty good list, but if you could add to Paul's take... It's a very take, good list. Okay, it's a pretty good it's list. Right. It's, a, it's a great list. <laughs> what, what would you toss on there as well? I guess one of the people I think maybe should have been on there was Billie Eilish. Yeah. Uh, just yes, because yep. of, I mean, you know, the youngest person to ever make it to the top of the charts like this. And, you know, she's, you know, going to be on the Grammys. I mean, this is yeah, a young incredible. girl who basically made it kind of like Justin Bieber did by posting music online. So again, the power of, of, you know, the internet and power of social media. Um, she started writing when she was 11 or 12 years old. I think it's fascinating for our culture as, you know, when you find interviews, her parents really encouraged her music and she actually, uh, couldn't, um, if she was working on music, her parents couldn't say go to bed. That was one of the rules in the house. <laughs> so she could stay up as late as she want working on her music. So I think a lot of young people who are, you know, pursuing their careers, wanting to be an Internet star, look to her as a hero. Yeah. And, you know, recent surveys showed that literally 72 percent of Gen Z would like to be an Internet celebrity. So the majority of young people, I think, see her as, yes, that's what I want to be. I want to be the next Billie Eilish. And, um, you know, she's talented, little crass. Um, but I like that she doesn't, you know, like drugs. So there's there's some good and bad with Billie. And uh, as there she's is. One, yeah. she's She's one to watch. Yeah, yeah. no, and, and, and Jonathan, I honestly, if the list had gone on for 15 she would have definitely made it. Yeah, he says that, but he didn't put her on. But <laughs> I think two other things that we could add, uh, there's so many memes this year, and I know you could do that every year, but there, was, there was a lot of the Keanu Reeves <laughs> after he played in Always Be My Maybe. Like, he was, like, huge on the internet. And then Greta, Keanu Reeves, yes. yeah. And then Greta Thunberg, who, of course... You know, let's get behind her, but she was on the internet too, so that was really fun. Um, another crisis, you know. <laughs> another one, uh, and then the other thing was Old Town Road, the remix. Oh yeah. I mean, 
That was huge. Mm, old town road. Except yeah. we've already forgotten it. We've already forgotten like, it. I, I totally <laughs> forgot it, yeah. honestly. You know? Well, the one I want to add to the list today, and we touched on this a couple of weeks ago, and I'm just going to touch on it briefly here, is LGBTQ characters in storylines and movies, TV, pretty much everywhere. And obviously that trend is not something that started in 2019. Right. But I feel like we've reached a point where with virtually every show these days, including, you know, kids shows like Arthur, um, there's oh, yeah. this, you know, requirement to have an LGBTQ character involved. And I think the importance of that for parents is uh, you've got to talk about that. It's almost like part two of the talk. Mm. Um, and so I think I want to encourage parents just to be thinking through how do you wrestle with this issue? And we could probably talk for an hour just on that. But I think this year especially, I'm not sure I've ever noticed so many shows uh, and things really aimed at kids where mm-hmm. that was very much in the mix. Yeah. Well, as always, it seems like the time absolutely flies Flies. when we get together (laughs) and talk about pop culture and technology. And and I hope you guys have enjoyed our discussion of 2019's Movers and Shakers as much as I have. We would absolutely love to keep this conversation going online. So leave some feedback or a review, and we would love for you to write into us at team at thepluggedinshow.com and let us know what would be on your list for the movers and shakers in pop culture in 2019. And of course, you can subscribe to The Plugged In Show wherever you listen to podcasts, and we want you to tell your friends about it as well. Plugging you into the world of pop culture and technology, I'm Adam Holtz for The Plugged In Show, and we'll see you next week.